and welcome to That's All I Have to Say podcast. You can check us out on allihavetosay.net and All I Have to Say podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am Jack Tomas. And with me, as always, is the incomparable Raven Brown. Hello, hello, hello. What a day it is. Hello. What a day it is indeed. So the big news today, Raven, is that there were uh, elections yesterday in a lot of places in the country. And most famously, or, or the one that's getting reported on the most, is Virginia, where uh, Yunkin won, the Republican won the governorship and uh, McAuliffe, the, the Democrat, lost. Um, and as we know, Yunkin uh, is an acolyte of Donald Trump. And what's really interesting, I was, I was watching CNN this morning, Raven, and they were breaking down the, uh, the electoral map of Virginia of who won you know, what county or whatever. And uh, what's interesting is Yunkin won counties that Biden won mm-hmm. like a year ago. Yes. So, um, so, so talk to me a little bit about what Yunkin, because Yunkin did kind of a, an interesting thing with regard to Trump. But uh, what, 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 I mean, what, 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 what did he do? What, how did, how did this happen? Well, um, he campaigned with Trump during the primary, um, and then he distanced himself from Trump during the general. So he like didn't appear with Trump at any you know virtual rallies or in-person rallies. Um, but during the primary, um, he was he and Trump had uh, a relationship similar to a fly uh, and feces. Um, <laughs> so he basically like, you know, turned people out during the primary by using Trump and then distanced himself um, from Trump to make, I would say the suburban moms who voted against uh, Trump in 2020 because, you know, they were sick of the vulgarity, let's say, um, to make them feel comfortable uh, voting for him. And then he really, really played on the cultural wedge issues, um, dog whistle racism and dog whistle transphobia. Uh, I mean, this like, critical race theory thing is insane and like you know I don't (laughs) I don't want to uh, make the mistake that Secretary Clinton uh, made by calling supporters of Youngkin a a basket of deplorables Um, so I'm not going to say that but you know if you're a parent and you're um, really involved in your child's education, which is a good thing, right? You should be able to determine what they're actually being taught. Children in elementary school and junior high school and high school in uh, in public schools throughout this country 
are not being taught critical race theory. It is a dog whistle for, you know, having like a more honest discussion about history, right? For saying that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence and he was a slave owner, not just that he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Um, so it, yeah, um, it's just, it's really a shame because I think also like there are people who are intelligent, people that I like. Uh, for an example, Bill Maher, I watch his show uh, every Friday. Um, I have a joke with my partner that he's my other boyfriend, um, but even he doesn't know what critical race theory is and did like a bit about it uh, on his show last week. Um, where he's saying, you know, if critical race theory is uh, talking about American history, then I'm all for it. But if it's uh, about making white kids feel bad about being white, then I'm against it. It's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It reminds me kind of of this story that my grandmother told me. Um, my German uh, grandmother, uh, who is not related to me biologically. She's my father's stepmother, um, but she was born in Germany. She left when she was 19. Um, but she said, you know, one day um, in the mid fifties, they went to school and they were taught about the Holocaust. And their teachers said, basically, this is what your parents did. Um, and that's not what's happening in America. Right. Nobody is like saying, you know, your grandfather uh, was spitting on people at a Woolworths lunch counter in, or I guess it would be great grandfather, um, you know, in 1964. Like, it's just such an absurd um, conversation that's not based in reality. Uh, and it's kind of um, infuriating, like that people are so easily manipulated. Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, in the case of people uh, my age is um, um, it would be my my parents in a lot of ways because um, you know, a lot of the, you know, when you see footage of people like stopping kids, black kids from going to school, for example, their fellow students that were also teenagers um, is, uh, you know, are the ones that are yelling and spitting and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so that would be, I mean, about my mom's age, you know. But uh, the, it's funny about critical race theory and how the fact they don't know what it is. I was watching this clip online. I think it was from The Daily Show. This guy went to a rally. Uh, one of the reporters went to the, a rally in Virginia. And they asked this man, like, what is the most important issue on, you know, right now? And he said, defeating critical race theory. And... <clears throat> the reporter asked him, what is it? And the guy couldn't say anything. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he literally, literally had no idea. He was like, 
I, I, I don't know a lot about it. I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but, but I'm against it. Mm -hmm. And there have been measures, including here in my own home state of Texas, that uh, that want to outlaw the teaching of critical race theory altogether. This thing that they can't define, uh, but are against. Marco Rubio yesterday, my 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 compadre from Cuba, um, also went in. He was uh, talking to some conservative group and and he was railing against critical race theory and it's like you know in your example of the germans uh with the holocaust i think what they've done and please correct me if i'm wrong because I, I know you know a little bit more about this than i do look if you're under the age of 90 you you didn't participate but i think what they have done is they've they they don't deny it they don't hide it they're like yeah our grandparents and great-grandparents committed atrocities and i think in america there's no debating I mean, there is, they, they do debate, but there's no way you can justify the genocide of the Native Americans, slavery and Jim Crow, um, the way Latinos were treated, the way Asians were treated. You know, you, there's no way to excuse that. So they want to just ignore it. Like what I've heard from people, um, from white people, uh, is get over it. You know, slavery was a long time ago. Get over it. And it's not, or it's not my fault. Uh, but like I never owned slaves, and it, it's like, well, yeah, but we're talking about a bigger systemic issue and that is that is what critical race theory is really saying is that in a historical context looking at the actions that have been there to uh, shore up white supremacy has a historical uh, repercussions for people of color and women and the LGBT community too, like everybody, but particularly when you're talking about African Americans, uh, that that exists to this day. Well, yes, and I mean, Jim Crow effectively ended with the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was 56 years ago, right? So, like. <laughs> that happened 15 years before I was born. Um, and in the lifetime it's not, of, our, of our, both of our parents. Yes, it's not ancient history, but I think a lot of it also like is about, um, like a lot of this fear of discussing it is about kind of having to grapple with 
not, um, let's say, um, not being spectacular, right? Because like a lot of, I, I, a lot of white supremacy kind of, or white supremacy teaches people to think that they've, you know, made, made it on their own. When in reality, there are all of these systems that are in place that have privileged white people um, through, you know, transgenerational wealth and so on, um, where like, if those systems didn't exist, then, you know, people couldn't say that they've A, made it on their own and they'd have to B, accept their mediocrity, basically. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity. Um, like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, uh, you, you, you just, that you feel guilty about something that your ancestors did or that the group you belong to did is, doesn't mean it didn't happen or that it shouldn't be taught or it shouldn't be um, understood today. Yeah. You know, cause that's the big one it, that I hear a lot is critical race theory is bad because it's making white kids ashamed of themselves. And I'm not, and, and obviously there's nothing wrong with being white and I'm sorry that you feel ashamed of yourself, but listen, we all have cultural baggage, you know? Like uh, in my case, for example, you know, I'm from Cuba and I'm Latino, so I'm at a bit of a disadvantage here in the United States, but my ancestors were from Spain. They con conquered, you know, the Americas and they may be the biggest mass killers in history. Yeah. Right. I have to live with that. You know, does that mean I'm ashamed to be Hispanic or of Spanish descent? No, but I'm not particularly proud of that aspect either. And um, I, I know for a fact, and this is to my great shame, that my great great grandfather owned slaves in Cuba. Uh, because he uh, he owned a tobacco plantation, he owned slaves, and of course, family lore is that he treated them very well. But the, the fuck, what he, he owned slaves, um, and you know that sucks. And 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 I have to you know I have to live with that. Does it mean that I hate my family? No, it's just it is what it is, you know. But. But I don't deny the fact that, nor do I feel bad about myself because those things are true, you know? Well, I, I would think it also has to do like with current behavior more than, because there are plenty of people, you know, who are white, who, who can have honest conversations about racism. Right. Um, so I think it probably has to do more with current behavior than it does. And again, feelings of mediocrity than it does with 
actually feeling guilty about slavery. You know? Yeah. What I mean? I, um, I do. So another thing that's been in the news is uh, Uncle Joe um, traveled to Europe. He met with the Pope and uh, had a nice conversation. I just want to add one more thing here oh, yeah, about Yunkin um, and this style of campaigning. I think that this is what we're going to see going into the midterms. Um, Republicans campaigning with Trump during the primary and then moving away from him during the general. Um, so like they'll all be Trumpy, but during the general they'll distance themselves so people can't, you know, paint, uh, paint them with the stain, the orange stain, the stain of the orange beast. Um, and then I don't know if this is true either, um, or I don't know if this is true, but I've also heard uh, that um, Trump is going to announce that he's running uh, in 2024 sometime over the next couple of days. I don't see how that's not happening. Yeah, I just don't know when. Um, right. But like, I guess the folklore around it was that he was going to announce after a big win in Virginia. Um, I don't right. know. So speaking of Trump running in 2024, uh, again, not to harp on my home state, but something that I think, you know, people laughed at, including myself, at how absurd it is, but also when you reflect on it, um, it, it is terrifying how absurd it is. Um, so yesterday in Dallas, uh, several hundred people who believe in the, the Q conspiracy theories showed up in Dealey Plaza, which you know I'll remind everybody that that is where John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963, in um, November 22nd, uh, 1963. And so for some reason that I, I really don't understand, the, um, the Q people are obsessed with John F. Kennedy Jr. Um, that he's like, that, well, first of all, John F. Kennedy Jr. has been dead for 22 years. Yeah, died in a plane crash with his, with his wife. And their pets. And their pets. It was very, you know, it was very sad. He was a young guy, good looking and everything. Uh, and he died. Um, but according to Q, he went underground. And the reason he went underground was to expose the satanic uh, child molesting, blood drinking cult that uh, are the, I guess the Democrats um, in this country. 
And anyway, he was supposed to show up yesterday in Dealey Plaza at 1230. Um, clearly, he didn't show up. But people were wearing, and, and, and not only was he going to announce that he was alive, he was also going to announce that he was going to replace Mike Pence on the ticket in 2024 alongside uh, Donald. So Donald would be president and he would be vice president. He didn't show up because he's fucking dead. Uh, also, I don't understand. Let's say JFK Jr. was still alive. Why would the son of a Democratic president and a scion of America's the democratic dynasty uh, in the United States, why would he follow Donald Trump? That, uh, like, that, that makes no sense. <laughs> um, I, I'm just laughing because you're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the line. That's the line for me. Why would a Kennedy vote for Trump? Um, but not that he's, yeah, that he's no, I, yeah. um it's yeah it's it's a cult right like <laughs> i i don't i you know what is there to say about it people like they're in a cult yeah um and you can't i mean part of being in a cult is being brainwashed right so you can't um get out of well I mean it's difficult to leave a cult without being deprogrammed um I actually know a few people who were in cults um like random weird commune cults in the 60s uh friends of my mother and my aunt um <laughs> if you knew and Raven's mother and aunt that would make a lot of sense to you <laughs> um but you know like small communes that were like right. cultish not as crazy as the manson family but still like cultish um existed all over the place in the 60s and 70s um and yeah like these people had to be had to like go through psychological healing after leaving the cults right um, you know, I mean, it's like, um, yeah, like, I mean, a lot of these people, again, are like, you know, quote, unquote, normal, educated, marginally intelligent um, people, and they've been brainwashed and sucked into a cult. Yeah, I mean, I have family members that I would say are part of the cult because, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they believe in JFK Jr. and all that stuff, but they have told me that um, the January 6th insurrection was a false flag and that mm -hmm. those, pe those people were, were actually on the side of, of the Democrats. Uh, they were just dressed up to look like uh, like Trump followers, and not. Uh, I forgot to mention this. Um, they uh, in Dealey Plaza yesterday. Uh, they uh, they also they had T-shirts printed up that said Trump and uh, 
uh, Kennedy, 2024. So crazy. Um, so uh, what, what I was saying before is um, another big thing that happened this week is uh, President Biden uh, went to Europe. He met with the Pope, um, who has uh, long been an advocate of climate, doing something about climate change. Uh, and then he went to the G20 summit uh, in, uh, was it Glasgow? Is that where it was? Yeah. Um, Glasgow was the climate conference, COP26. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. G20 Sorry. was in Rome. Um, in Rome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So much shit happened. I, I got confused. Anyway, so he went to the G20 in Rome and then he went to Glasgow for the climate conference and it, it you know obviously one of the big things is that he did that, that Biden did like pretty early on I think the first day was he rejoined the Paris climate accords that Trump pulled us out of and um you know, they're, they're hammer, you know, they hammered out, uh, you know, what needs to be done. Uh, he really wants to fix a lot of the problems with carbon emissions and stuff by 2030, where he had previously said 2050, which was like, I don't know, that's, that's, that's going to be a little late, but, you know, in the next uh, nine years, essentially, um, we would, you know, we would, we would move to do that. And it sucks because what's been overshadowing all this good stuff is the problems he's having at home, not with Republicans so much as with his own party. Um, and, you know, with, with regards to climate, you know, Joe, Joe Manchin in particular from West Virginia is very resistant because of, you know, coal. I mean, you know, he's in the the, the pocket of, of big coal. So that's the news story I'm seeing is Biden's agenda is failing. He looks weak in the international sphere because he can't control his own party at home. And that is the narrative that the news, and I'm not talking about Fox News here, I'm talking about every outlet has, yeah. is reporting this like constantly, like all day, they're talking about, about this, this particular thing. So, um, what's, what's, what, what what is going on? Well, I think, I mean, it's the same thing that they did to Obama also. It's just, there's a different standard for reporting, apparently. Like, I don't know, like the narrative going into the off, these off year elections was that it was going to be difficult for Democrats because the Biden administration hasn't accomplished anything. And that's not true. Um, right. Child poverty is at a record low. 
uh, cost of living has been increased for people living on social security. Um, the American Rescue Plan Act was passed um, that provided a lot of COVID relief um, that you know wasn't provided um, during the last months of the Trump administration. I will give the Trump administration and Congress credit for passing the CARES Act um, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Um, but right. as we know, the funds weren't distributed uh, adequately or fairly, um, and it fell short in a lot of areas. Um, so, you know, things have been accomplished. Um, and we've also talked about this before. There hasn't been any legislation passed in this country, really, like, since the Affordable Care Act, then you had the Trump tax cuts, uh, and then, you know, the COVID-related stuff. So negotiating over policy is not abnormal. It's just that we've been in an environment absent of policy uh, since the middle of the Bush administration. So for 15 years, 16 years, right? Um, and I think that that kind of, you know, feeds into the narrative. And then also Democrats have to do this on their own. There's not a single Republican um, that is engaging on the policy development front. So of right. course they're not all going to agree, right? We have a two-party system where one party has effectively decided that their only goal is to support Donald Trump um, and you know tax cuts, whatever. Um, but like that's really all that they're doing uh, and remaking the federal judiciary. Um, which, right. you know, uh, has had unfortunate effects. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a, it's also, I think, you know, um, we have to remember that these media outlets are also businesses. So they profit off of painting a narrative of, um failure and contention um yeah i mean and even as you said joining rejoining the paris accord right that was the first thing uh excuse me the paris climate accords um that was the first thing that biden did also we're restarting uh talks with iran over you know the nuclear deal, that's a huge thing. Like things are happening. Um, Biden just came from the COP26 uh, conference where 105 countries have pledged to cut methane emissions. Um, you know, and a pledge is different from an action, um, but still that's a big deal, right? To get right. part of uh, to build a consensus around this. You know, we need international cooperation. We need cosmopolitanism uh, and internationalism if we're going to survive, basically. Um, 
Um, yeah, no, uh, absolutely, because this is, you know, ah, a global problem. Yeah. Do you also, the Democrats reached a deal to lower prescription drug prices? Um, so, like, <laughs> things are happening. Uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's not, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's exhausting. Um, it is exhausting. And I, I, the last thing that I have to say um, is I'm telling you now, I've said this before, I'm saying it again, and I'm serious. I cannot go through another campaign and potential presidency of Donald J. Trump. I mentally do not have the capacity to deal with it. Um, just the thought of <laughs> the announcement uh, gives me anxiety. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, As, yeah, well, we'll get ready, Raven, because it's coming. My grandmother used to say the Nar Stiptach, which translates to the fool has stricken. <laughs> oh, oh, he's strucken. All right. Um, so, so, uh, so let's see what else is going on. Um, Oh, so so there were other elections uh, as well. Um, uh, well. We're still waiting on New Jersey, but I think yeah. that uh, um, Murphy's going to pull through with a razor thin margin. Um, I think another interesting election was the uh, police reform um, proposal in Minneapolis, which was rejected. Um, I guess they wanted to replace, or they proposed to replace the city's police department with a public safety department, combining law enforcement with uh, emergency responders and mental health professionals. 56% um, of voters opposed the, propos uh, opposed the proposal, the ballot initiative. Um, so that's interesting. Unfortunately, um, while I think that restructuring police departments to have law enforcement, public safety, first responders and mental health professionals working together would be beneficial for communities, um, restructuring police departments in such a way is also bad for Democrats in elections, right? Moving into the midterms, um, because, you know, similar to uh, this critical, critical race theory, um, defund the police, which is like a terrible slogan, um, you know, can tar and feather a Democrat, right? Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's, it's interesting because 
Democrats won in a lot of cases yesterday uh, in our own city. Um, yes. Unsurpri unsurprisingly, Curtis Lewa got slaughtered. Um, Did you see how he tried to take his cats with him to vote? <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought I was insane about my cats. Holy shit. Um, yeah, that guy's a lunatic. So yeah, he's insane. Like, which which also is something that I think about a lot is that the Republicans are pretty much the only people they're putting forward are people who are clinically insane, and I don't I don't say that because I disagree with them on policy or whatever. I'm talking about they are literally batshit crazy. Yeah. And Curtis Lewa is, is a good example of that, Marjorie Taylor Greene, et cetera. Um, but the Democrats, the Democrats did well in a lot of places, but again, that's the narrative that, uh, that the media has chosen to give, whatever. Um, um, I think we also wanted to talk about uh the vaccine mandate in new york city um right uh yes yes so um new york city um outgoing mayor bill de blasio he um basically told city workers all city workers you have to be vaccinated by, what was it, last week? Uh, Friday, yeah. Friday. So, um, so he said, look, you're either vaccinated or you're not getting, like, you have to take unpaid leave. Mm -hmm. um, and what has happened is that, um, and, and I know Raven has a little bit of an inside track on this because her partner is in the fire department. Um, several thousand city workers are no longer on the job. Uh, I think the yeah, number- They're calling I read, out sick. Right, they're calling out sick. I think one number I read was about 9,000 members of the New York City Police Department. And what did you say, 2,300 in the fire yeah, 20, department? On Monday, 2,300 firefighters called out sick. Um, so on an average day, 800 to 1,000 FDNY employees are off because of illness. Um, um, and, and so I think, sorry, I and the guard and the, the sanitation workers too, right? Yes, uh, and corrections officers as well. So um, nine thousand city employees out of three hundred and seventy-eight thousand city employees um, are currently on leave without pay for failing to comply with the um, vaccine mandate. So they haven't had at least their first shot or 
one shot if they're getting the J&J vaccine. And then you have people calling out sick. So nine, uh, so tw I don't know about the police department, um, but 2,300 firefighters. Uh, and then the sanitation department also. Um, and you're not in New York right now, Jack, but you, you can see um, that the Department of Sanitation has not been um, doing its uh, job. Um, I mean, it's dirtier than normal, basically. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what I heard. A friend of mine described it to me as 70s and 80s level garbage. I mean, is that an oh, yeah. exaggeration? I would say mid 80s to early 90s. Um, it's really disgusting. Um, so with the sanitation department, they started uh, a sick out um, because they're having uh, like issues with uh, con their contract negotiations. Um, so it's been escalating because of that. And then I think also just, you know, under the uh, de Blasio administration writ large, there's been an issue with the sanitation department um, and trash collection. Um, but the other day I was walking to the subway and uh, I was on 96th and Broadway and there's like on the south side, the entrance to the subway station. On the north side, there's a mall with a, like a little sculpture park. And somebody had put down bird feed and there were about 50 rats just sitting there eating bird feed uh, at about 5 p.m., 5.30, you know, during rush hour hundreds of people walking by right. they weren't disturbed at all um Still you know, and outside. they were yeah. fat rats like it was really disgusting and it did remind me of the 80s and it was like in the 80s as soon as it got dark there would be rats everywhere like i was talking to my mother about this last night and you know sometimes we'd stay in the playground um until dusk and like right at dusk hundreds of rats would start coming out of the dumpsters and like it was just disgusting and that's what it was like it was like a scene from willard um yeah i don't know uh but i think just to me it's kind of amazing that um people who uh are uh, have positions where they're already required to be vaccinated against a myriad of other illnesses um, and specifically with the fire department, uh, the police department, uh, EMTs um, have signed up, you know, to do jobs that um, they may potentially put themselves at risk, uh, but they're also helping people, right? If we're giving everybody the benefit of the doubt here. Um, but they're willing to risk people's lives and not just civilians, but other people in the police department, fire department, EMT, um, you know, because they're now being overworked because of the uh, employees who aren't on the job. Um, yeah, and the garbage and rat problem is a public health 
issue as well. Yeah. I mean, it's all a public health issue, but, um, you know, rats carry disease, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's really disgusting. I mean, how is, how are they going to deal with this? I mean, can they really get by on this decreased workforce for long? Um, I don't know. Uh, I know that the fire department has, you know, people working longer than their average shifts. They're essentially doing forced overtime. I don't know how long that can last, uh, but it is dangerous, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's putting public safety at a risk because they don't want to get a shot because they don't think they need it or they're against it or whatever stupid reason they have for yeah. not getting the shot. Um, and as Raven can tell you, um, and, and, and it's... It's sort of not a surprise in a way because, you know, I live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of police and firefighters, where they live, where they live, a lot of policemen and firefighters. There's a, a firefighter bar not four blocks from me. Which bar? And, uh, it's called, it's called the Salty Dog. It's in Hi. an old, it's, it's in an old fire station. I know the salty dog. Um, but uh, they they tend to run kind of conservative. A, yes. a lot of them do, yes. Very, very heavily. I don't even, I think we should not refer to them, to people who support Trump as conservative. It's a very, I feel like it's a separate thing. A lot of them are, you know, members of the, the cult, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've overheard them at bars and restaurants in the neighborhood, um, just, just lauding Trump. I mean, they love him because mm. he's, uh, he's so tough and he's so, you know, he tells it like it is and, and he's not PC. You know what's funny? Um, police and uh, fire department employees helped to elect uh, Rudolph Giuliani uh, as mayor of New York. Um, he ran against David Dinkins and lost, and then he ran against David Dinkins and won. And it was really the like police and fire uh, vote that put him over the edge. Uh, the Staten Island vote um, and then he totally screwed them with their contracts like <laughs> he didn't negotiate fairly with them he you know didn't take their the risks the real risks that they take uh, on the job seriously he didn't respect like respect them um, he totally messed up the communication structure um, it's just it's it's ironic, right? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long it can last, but I'll tell you the people that uh, are still working are pretty annoyed. I think a lot of them are anyway. Well, and you, you mentioned how overworked they're going to be. Um, yeah. Or they are um, because, you know, look, we're talking about New York City here. We're talking about a city of you know, about 9 million people. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it needs its fire department and it needs its EMTs. On how it even needs the cops, you know, to a certain degree. So, um, yeah, it's 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 taking them away from the biggest city in the country, you know, and uh, and it's it's a sad situation and it's a dangerous situation, and I'm looking forward to going back to New York for a variety of reasons. I am now looking forward to the trash. But, and the rats, sounds awful. But what are you gonna do? Let's hope these assholes, you know, like it, it's fine to take off sick for a week or two, but you know, you need money, right? It's, well, I mean, that's also a way to kind of usurp the issue, right? They're not refusing the mandate. They're calling out sick, so they're still getting paid. Right. Um, but at a certain point, that's also going to have to end. The city's going to have to, you know, take a move to stop that from happening. Right. Anyway. Yeah, it's uh, not fun. Anyway, that's that's all for now. I mean, that's enough, right? <laughs> we don't want to yeah. depress. We don't. We don't want people like <laughs> jumping off a bridge. Um, so uh, that's all for now. Um, you can check us out on allihavetosay.net and all I have to say podcast on Twitter.